Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this day that you have made. So we rejoice and be glad in it. You are an almighty God. Hallelujah. A wonderful God. So Bless we thank you, you for this. We thank you for Bless you, Lord. even this day. Hallelujah. Lord, so we ask that you continue having your way. Bless your people. Bless us as we prepare to receive a word that we believe will be in season. So Lord, we ask that you allow us to see and identify where it speaks to us specifically. Touch our ears to hear your voice through this message. Touch our hearts to receive and our minds to understand. Yes, Lord Jesus. And we ask that you have your way. We surrender even this part of the service to you. So anoint Dr. Renard. Say so he will penetrate the hearts of the individuals watching and observing. We pray for individuals that are viewing from all over the world. Yes, Lord. That you just bring an atmosphere of peace into their household. Yes, Lord. So we ask that you have your way this gorgeous Sunday morning, and we surrender it to you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Glad you paid for the folks around the world, because <laughs> it's true. We took in 45 or 48 new members, mm -hmm. and several of them live in other states. Yep. So we have people becoming part of the global Christian community. Yes, yeah, so our, our global internet community Amen. is Amen. really growing. It's great. So continue to be a part. You can't get beyond this today. I mean, this, you see that, right? <laughs> no. Boom. With sound effects. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy and Ahmed. Come oh, it was Kathy and Ahmed. They put it together for Wow. Me. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. She did that. The Boom. Uh, hello, Cricket. The uh, Boom. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the okay. Boom. The and Boom. we got uh, yes, they, they, two Boom they, cups right here. Yes. Look at that. The brand yeah, is you. exploding. The brand is exploding yes, yes, right here. And they're functioning well. And this is from High Pastors. I enjoy watching how you interact during the online Sunday services. I especially like the boom <laughs> moments. I handcrafted these frames in the spirit of boom. Hope you like them. Praying for you both. Grace and peace. And this is Lucia. Rodney. Yes. So thank you, Lucia Rodney, <laughs> and everybody that's getting on the boom. <laughs> the this boom. Everybody get on the boom. We got to work <laughs> on your, your expressing that. <laughs> oh, oh. I like you, man. That looks good. You, you need a boom on there. No, no. No? I, I'm, I'm creating my own. Okay, okay. Let's see why. This is a new line. Uh, we'll let you know. See? A.R. Bernard. <laughs> boom. <laughs> All right. If it wasn't for us being live, I was going to walk off. <laughs> I was going to walk off. <laughs> oh, this week was a great week. How was your week? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, busy. I mean, you know, interviews mm -hmm. uh, with, with newspapers uh, um, and mainstream media about COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. Yep. Because they want to know how communities of color mm -hmm. are responding to the warp speed push to get the vaccine out. And, you know, um, uh, there was a Gallup poll uh, just a few months ago. 50% of Americans are unwilling to take the vaccine. 
and that's continuing to change. Uh, more people are opening up, uh, and there's just this, this tension, this, mm-hmm. this fear. And, you know, and we as pastors, uh, especially pastors of congregations of color, primarily congregations of color, you know, we get caught in the tension between wanting our, uh, our, our concern for our people's health, mm-hmm. you know, and the vaccine is going to help them, you know, because we're a high-risk population, then we want that. But on the other side, <laughs> we're concerned about the fears and concerns, apprehensions, because we don't know um, as a result of the whole idea of warp speed, mm-hmm. you know, what was bypassed. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. what protocols were bypassed in order to roll this out quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's kind of wait and see. And, and you don't know if, you know, there's going to be side effects immediately yep. or long term. We, mm-hmm. we don't know, you know, there, there are side effects from the COVID yes. that people are dealing with. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough one and, and, and it's a tension. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true because you said something important that there are side effects from the COVID itself. Right. And now you have the vaccine, which has a little bit of the COVID envi- uh, virus in it. Well, to inoculate, like how, how is that set well, up? What, 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 what I understand, and we're going to be, I'm going to be doing an interview this week and we're going to mm-hmm. air it next Sunday. Uh, just a brief interview with some medical experts about this, uh, because what I understand is that this particular vaccine that's being rolled out uh, is not the actual COVID. Okay. But it it's tricks the body into thinking it has COVID so that the body will begin to create antibodies mm-hmm. against the COVID. Yeah. So it's not injecting you with COVID. All right. According to what the data <laughs> is being presented and the professionals are putting out there. It just tricks the body into thinking it has COVID. You know, unlike a flu vaccine, which, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of flu that they mm-hmm. put in there, but very mild so that your body can, you know, uh, respond to it. Yeah, uh, I, we were having a conversation a lot with different uh, uh, delegates and politicians uh, representing the state of New York and uh, a couple of attorneys, and they were ex- explaining that this is not a uh, state-mandated um, right. uh, virus. So you can reject it, mm-hmm. right? The vaccine. The vaccine, right. I mean, and that it, it, you, they can't hold it over your head like if it was a state law. Yeah. So you can still reject it. They still say you don't want it. And when it comes to jobs and things like that, it's up to the discretion of the employer. Right. Right. And that's, you know, it's, it's like that with, with, with the measles vaccine. No, now some of that is, it has to, it, it's it illegal. Ha- it's moved in You have to, to it, mandatory. Yeah, mandatory, um, you know, and there's religious objection mm-hmm. to vaccines. And that's the process that they're going through for the law aspect, because they said uh, the biggest place you'll see it, uh, where you have to show either you have a negative test or you, you have had the vaccine mm-hmm. is uh, for flying. Um, uh, major public gatherings like concerts, uh, sports arenas, and things like that, and um, any state concerns. So that's interesting because mm-hmm. do you get a vaccine card now that you that, carry yep, with you? That's what they're talking about. <laughs> you, yep. Have you gotten your vaccine? Yep. Let me see your card. You know, the curses are saying is this part of the mark of the beast? Yeah, like that. Well, you know? that goes to show you how you try to separate yourself from government and 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 religion and faith. As we talk about mm-hmm. prayer, we're going to get into that. But the reality is that those things are interconnected. Yep. Government influences how we practice our faith, mm-hmm. what we believe, our devotion, you know, our rituals. Uh, all that comes into play. 
But we're going to get there. Yes. You got uh, any preliminaries? Well, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that participated and hung out with us yesterday for our second day of our Winterfest. We had so much fun. It, I think this Winterfest was a lot more homey uh, it, it, because these individuals have been consistent with Summerfest, the first day of Winterfest. Mm -hmm. So now it's creating a community. And you know, just seeing the comments, interacting, uh, some of the stuff that we've done on the side, it, it just was great. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, because we got so much good reports, for this week, we're going to be playing Winterfest 1 and 2 uh, on our YouTube channel, so you can go there and uh, check it out starting Monday. Don't go there uh, right after service starting Monday. Uh, I want to give my team enough room to uh, put that up. And then also, we have December 17th. Uh, we have our Christmas production. production. Yep. Yep. Production. It'll be uh, available at yeah. 8.30. LDP, Arnie, Allen, that whole yes. team. Performing yeah. Arts Excellent. Ministry. So Excellent. we just want to give that team a <laughs> shout out. Thank you, LDP, for your leadership. Uh, yeah, so at 8.30, this uh, Friday, Thursday, December 17th, right? December 17th on Thursday? Yep. Yep, right? Yep. And <clears throat> next Sunday, we're going to have a little segment. Yes, we have a little segment. As part of the service, yep. a, a teaser. Mm -hmm. the, but, but these things can live online because um, we, we had uh, several hundred people attend the Winterfest. Yes. But 2,000 people viewed it. Mm -hmm. So people are watching yes. after the fact. Okay. Yeah. So we're in a, a video on demand uh, environment, society. So, uh, yeah, but I, you know, it's, it's, it was, it's been great, you know, just trying to be creative on how we serve and interact with the people. Uh, making church intimate over the internet is not easy, but it's possible. And I, I just thank God for the team we have uh, that has been very creative and sensitive in, in how they approach. Uh, ministry online. Yeah, and, and it speaks to our future because although we're, you know, when it's time to go back into the building, mm -hmm. we will be going back into the building. We'll be doing things a little differently, but we are definitely going to take advantage of the digital platform, mm -hmm. you know, OTT, on the demand, on demand, all of that that mm -hmm. people are, are, are moving towards. Yep. We're going to spend our dollars wisely and go in those directions. Yes, and so I just want to give a shout out to Moses from South Africa, Renee Landman from Orlando, Eric Gaskin uh, McFadden from Florence, South Carolina, and Patricia Watler uh, uh, Johnson from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you for joining us. Now they're tuning in right now. Yes. This is live. Mm -hmm. Wow, fantastic. Wherever you are in the United States, in the world, locally, we're glad to have you as part of this community, because this community continues to build. Yes. Uh, people have loved the format. We love mm -hmm. it. I, and I will be doing some preaching and teaching from the podium <laughs> for all you, you know, old timers. And me that. too. <laughs> I'll be doing some preaching and teaching from the podium. Yep. 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 <laughs> all right. So I just got word it is alive. So Winterfest 1 and 2 is live as of now. Ah, excellent. As of yesterday, they said. Ah, excellent. Yep. So they can go and they, yep. can, they can see it. So prayer. You know, people have been anticipating, you know, you, 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 you shifted a lot of individuals' uh, framework. I didn't get a lot of questions uh, via uh, social media, but a lot of thank you. And wow, okay, I can't wait for the rest before I, because some people say, I, want, I have questions, but let me finish hearing out yeah. what's going on. But, you know, the framework in which you create, you, you, you pointed out in our... Uh, Timothy, uh, it really transformed and shifted a lot of individuals' minds, you know, especially, like I said, you know, pray for everyone. I mean, that, <laughs> everyone? Yes, everyone. It, it, everyone. It means everyone. And the fact that it, the structure starting out at everyone, meaning people you don't like, People you kind of like. Your enemies. People, your enemies. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. people you know you don't like. Frenemies, <laughs> you know, the one that backstabbed you yesterday. You, know, you, you got to pray for them. It's like, and, and, and then the question is, how quick 
Mm. Am I supposed to respond in that prayer? Because what if they hurt me yesterday? Like there's the tension and that we live as, as Christians. Says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So you're not supposed to go to that's bed a couple's angry. Thing. No, that's no, a couple's no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's a couple's thing. Across the board, <laughs> not just in marriages. No. I, I, you know, look, and that's what we've gotten away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our faith has been hijacked mm-hmm. by politics. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and really unpack this. I'm going to dig in to First uh, Timothy chapter 2. But we, we, we've moved away from the essence of Christianity, which is God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. Not that he hated the world, that he was choosing sides and whatnot. He talked about bringing division only in the sense that there'll be those who reject the relationship that others have with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not political party, not some faction, not some denomination, not some doctrinal views. Just their relationship with him. So, you know, we've gotten away from the fact that Christianity is about healing. It's about God's love, his life, and his light. And we need to get back to that. That's good. That's good. I, I was uh, on a, a conversation with some up emerging leaders, and we do this uh, through uh, Pastor Adam, give him a shout out, uh, Lead NYC, an organization. And I, I told him, I said, one of the things as a leader, if you forget about that you're, you're one of the biggest things that God wants you to do is just chase after what breaks his heart. Mm, mm. You know, you, 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 yeah. you, you hinder your ability to disciple correctly. Yeah. What is God concerned about? Yeah, what is God concerned about? What's breaking his heart? What is he, you know, and this is from Minister Dario teaches this to, in the missions department mm-hmm. a lot. You know, what, what breaks God's heart? Uh, that should be at the center of your heart because no longer do you create boundaries or, or uh, a, a, uh, a standard in which you go after people and yeah. which, you, you know, which you minister to people. It's like, no, whatever breaks God's heart, this person here, is, is, is breaking God's heart. You know, the, the person who, who, who harmed me is breaking God's heart because they're broken, wounded. And, you know, so we went into that. And That's important because even in prayer, you're right, uh, Jesus said, pray like this. He gave mm-hmm. the model, right? What we call the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. So when we look at the will of God, there is a will of God universal, mm-hmm. and there's a uni- will of God specific, specific to a person, specific to a group, specific to a nation. But there is the universal will of God, like uh, what we find in this text in First Timothy chapter 2. He is not willing that any should perish, but mm-hmm. that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. Yep. So we know that it is the will of God that all of humanity be exposed to the gospel, right? Right there. We've got a point of prayer that we don't have to know specifically Mm -hmm. because we have to be careful when we presume. Because when Jesus said, uh, pray like this, thy will be done on on earth as it is in heaven. He did not ask us to presume on what that will is. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And they're all trying to figure out the will. Everybody's trying, not not trying to figure it out, but presuming upon Mm -hmm. it. I know what it is. This is it. Mm -hmm. God's will is this, that, and the other. And we have to be careful there. You know, uh, there's certain things that we know that he wants salvation to come to every human being, even though he knows that everyone is not going to accept this gift of salvation. Yeah. So we, we have to look at those things that are universal. Mm-hmm. All right. And we could pray those things right up front yep. without knowing specifics to a nation specific. And even when it comes to the national level, there are specifics that we can know is God's will for a nation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dig into no, it. That's good. That. Yeah, because a part of his will is understanding there's a timing uh, component to the will yeah. of God. And uh, people, that's the biggest part they wrestle with is the, the timing part of the will of God. Well, and, and getting away from selfishness yep. as well, because, and some of the things I'm going to say today 
all right, uh, are now being more and more rejected even by Christians. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot get into prayer without talking about the reality of other realms of existence. You cannot get into prayer without considering that there are forces at work in this world, unseen forces at work, some that have been assigned and supported by God, endorsed by, the, by Yahweh, and those that are in rebellion. You know, and in Western postmodern Christianity, you know, we want to say that these things are a product of the mind. Jesus did not go in the wilderness <laughs> and, and get messed up in his head. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a personal devil that he was interacting with. Yep. So, you know, we're about to get into some things that, you know, speak of spirituality, spiritual entities, mm-hmm. because we cannot understand the big picture and pray yep. correctly mm-hmm. if we don't unpack this in this way. No, that's good. And, and I think in addition to that is their inability to articulate it, yeah. right? Because now you got to watch what words you use, how you use it, and then you got to be able to define certain words. And if it doesn't match it with the definition, you said it best, he who controls the language controls the conversation. conversation and, and leads the narrative. And yes, right. and so the, the narrative has been co-opted, you know, and, and where a lot of ministers have a hard time articulating it in a realm where they still maintain the authority and what they're saying and how they're saying it. Yeah, and when you look historically, right, it was in the intertestamental period, the, the, what we call the years of silence between the last prophet, mm-hmm. Malachi, uh, of the Old Testament, and for us, the New Testament, beginning with the Gospel of Matthew. That was the intertestamental period between the two testaments, right? And all of a sudden, there emerges a lot of conversation and Judaic literature on the realm of the demonic, Mm -hmm. the realm of spiritual forces, certain writings which were not canonized. Some are in the Apocrypha, all right? Uh, Their Apocryphal writings or Pseudepigrapha, uh, their writings. You know, and that was real. So by the time Jesus comes, mm-hmm. all right, now not only is there literature and conversation about spiritual activity, there is the manifestation yes. of spiritual activity that yep. Jesus addresses head on. So you can't take the Gospels, right, and say, well, I believe in this part, but not that part. No, <laughs> you can't do that. Yep. And some of the power structure that he had to deal with had gotten to the place where they rejected it. The Sadducees. Mm-hmm. The Sadducees rejected the activity of angels and demons. Even miracles. The resurrection, mm-hmm. miracles. All that was denied by them, and they were the aristocracy. They were the ones who had power, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why, I, let's, yes. you ready? We can Go yes, to this? Yes. All right. But say that again. Intertestament. Intertestamental period. Intertestamental period yeah. is the period between the Old Testament and New Testament, yeah. the period of yeah. silence yeah. for those individuals. Well, silence in the sense that there was no designated prophet. Yes. It was the actions of the Maccabees. You had the mm-hmm. writings of Enoch and mm-hmm. uh, the books of wisdom and, you know, uh, other writings. But there was a lot of, 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 of literature, you know, uh, second, temp- second, second temple literature that was in play. And it sought to understand the forces of evil and how all of this is at work. So when we go back to, to, to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, I want to look at it. You know, um, it says here so beautifully, um, pray for, you know, for kings. Pray this way. I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. All right. Pray this way. Let's go back to verse one. I'm sorry. I urge you, first of all, remember we said, first Mm -hmm. of all, to pray for all people, everyone, right? Ask God to help them 
intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Everyone. Mm -hmm. So it begins with an overall prayer for all of humanity. And this is our intercessory role mm -hmm. because the scripture says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, right? As king and as priest. King, he's governing. Mm -hmm. Priest, he's interceding on behalf of humanity, especially the church, you know, the body of Christ. Yep. So we are seated together with him. So we are occupying a governing role with him and a priestly role with him. So we have the ministry of intercession. Mm -hmm. All right. We are ambassadors you know, of the we kingdom. Have go, we have to go into intercession. <laughs> We're going to talk about yes. intercession. What right. that is. So verse two, pray this way for kings mm -hmm. and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand or come into the knowledge of the truth. So we pray for kings. And, and priests, I understand, in, in, I want to, I want to, can I write? Yes, please. Right, let me get into, let's get into yeah, this. Some people because, like when you write on the board. <laughs> this is, this is so important. In the ancient world, when you talked about kings, this is why it says pray for kings, all right? In the ancient world, kings, and I'm going to put this, embodied. You talked about kings. Kings embodied political, mm -hmm. social, religious, and military authority. So when you think of kings, all right, you're thinking of in the old, old, old ancient world, when they thought of a king, the king embodied political, social, religious, and military authority. So, of course, you want to pray for those who've got that power. Yes. Whoever is exercising political, social, and religious, and military power are the ones that are going to determine how we practice our faith. Can we practice our faith? Will there be limitations? Will we, will we be excluded? Will, we, will <laughs> we be censored, et cetera? You know, that you may lead peaceful lives. So, those who have the power to persecute the church— Right. Or to protect the church. Mm -hmm. We should be praying about them. Yep. We should be appealing to God. All right. About this reality that we may practice our faith with devotion and dignity, undisturbed by government and at the same time protected by government. That's a tough mm -hmm. thing. Undisturbed, undisturbed by government, but at the same time mm -hmm. protected by government. So we're saying to government, we don't want you sticking your nose in our church business, yes. but we want your protection. Mm -hmm. See, and yep. that's the beautiful thing about the United States. But I like when you said, use the word dignity. Yeah. Because it, it, that's significant. You, you want to be able to practice your, what you believe with indignity. Yeah. You know, and that, that means a lot for individuals. Well, that's the thing. When we think about these e evangelicals who um, support uh, President Trump, mm -hmm. right? You know, many of them genuinely are concerned that Christianity is being targeted. Yes. That the Christian faith in America is being targeted in a way not just to be e eradicated, but marginalized. Mm -hmm. 
disenfranchised. Prosecuted. They want discriminated prosecute. against. Yes. You understand? Mm-hmm. So these evangelicals, many of them, you know, have legitimate concerns about the direction the philosophy that this nation is going in mm-hmm. when it comes to religious liberty, especially when it comes to Christians. You know, the whole issue of Merry Christmas mm-hmm. versus Happy Holidays and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I get it. I get where they're coming from. And, you know, that's why you have to be sensitive to both sides and understand that. So they want, and we want, that's the beauty. So listen, <laughs> that's, this is America. The First Amendment to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of religion, the free exercise thereof. Mm-hmm. So this nation was started by saying we don't want a state religion. We want to be able to worship in our various religious expressions and belief systems. So it began with the idea of religious pluralism, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, we want the government to protect us. Not only not interfere, but protect us. Mm -hmm. Because the the government can say, well, we won't interfere while others are persecuting Mm -hmm. us. So it's that that balance of, of the two. And that's why it says pray for those in authority for kings, because now you're praying about what happens politically and Mm -hmm. politics is power. Who has it and who's Mm -hmm. benefiting from that power and who's not benefiting from that power. You know, it's it's those that are in in power of those things that are social and religious and military within the society. That's a tall order. So God sees us as ambassadors. We reduce and diminish our role <laughs> as Christians, and we get caught up in the mundane stuff. Lord, you know, I'm just want me to pay my bills today, that light bill. And, and we live lives, all right, that force us, because of our carelessness, irresponsibility, lack of mm-hmm. discipline, that we're always caught up on those smaller things. So we never enter that realm where we truly are with God in intercessory prayer, mm. dealing with principalities and powers. That's when great. we think about principalities and powers, we only think about those demons that are bothering us. <laughs> we're not <laughs> looking around at my house. Yeah, exactly. We're not <laughs> looking at it at a higher level mm-hmm. of what's affecting the world and nations and regions around the world. That is so, so important. So when we think, of, think about the function of government, all right, especially here in America, and it was after the flood in Genesis 9, 6, that God says to Noah, mm-hmm. all right, and his sons, that if anyone takes a human life, right, then that life will be required by other human beings. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm paraphrasing it. Simply saying that I'm establishing human government. I'm holding humans responsible, accountable for holding other humans responsible for their actions. Yes. So that's where we have the birthing of human government. That develops because that's chapter 9. By chapter 11, we got the Tower of Babel (laughs) and a whole governmental system that's being established Mm -hmm. against God, and then the division of the nations and all of that. But that's where it begins. So what is is the function of government? Why we we have to pray for government? And this goes to... to, um, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, all right, because it speaks to Israel in captivity. Because before that, they were, they were their own nation, their own entity. They had a king. You know, they were a separate entity. But now they're t- taken captive into Babylon, and God says to them, settle down, build houses, marry your children, plant gardens, raise family. In other words, assimilate into the society, right? And then he says, pray for the peace and prosperity of yep. And the welfare of the city, because if it prospers, you prosper. So he let them know that their welfare, their quality of life is directly tied 
to the context that they're in, to the government that they're in. Mm. So we have to pray for government. Yes. So what is the function of government? I, number one, government's function, and this is, this is God's role for government, all right? Number one, to legislate and enforce law. That's what government does, all right? Number two, to arbitrate conflicts. And we, we could look at Moses and, and, and that whole Jethro principle. Yes. And what is he doing? Moses, mm -hmm. the people are coming, long line of people. Yes. But they're coming to him, all right, so that he can judge between their conflict yep. with each other. So legislate and enforce law, arbitrate conflict, protect human life, the life and dignity of the human person, right? Mm -hmm. uh, number four, promote the common good. Uh, and number five, restrain sin and promote a just social order. Mm -hmm. And when we think about promoting the common good, right, what's the new administration doing? It's choosing secretaries, executives who are going to head up uh, cabinet positions mm -hmm. like uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Secretary of Commerce, Defense, Education, Energy, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, Housing and Urban Development, uh, Department of Interior, Department of Labor, Department of State, Transportation, Treasury, Veterans Affairs, Department of Justice. These are, there are more than 15 executive positions that deal with the common good. Government facilitating the common good within the society. So government is important. And we have a responsibility to pray for government. Yes. So that's where it begins. Pray for everyone, all right? But then pray for those in authority, for kings. And that immediately means praying for government. If I could give a structure. All right. Yeah. All right. And here's where we turn into the deeper stuff. All right? Because to the natural mind, what I'm about to say is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Foolishness. <laughs> but to those who are spiritual and have spiritual insight, that's why Jesus said you can't see the kingdom, the government of God, the power and movement of that government of God, mm -hmm. all right, unless you're born again. Yeah. You're born of the spirit. You have to have this regenerative experience with, with the spirit of God, right, in order to have your eyes open so you can see and appreciate this. You can hear it, but do you believe it? Do you take it in? That's a different story. Yep. So think about this. You know, if I, could, if I could do it this way, and I haven't done this before. So picture, picture a structure, all right, cosmic level to the earthly level. You, you have Yahweh, right? He, he's at the top. He is the, the most high mm -hmm. God, right? Then you have Scripture reveals and those who have been in our spiritual warfare class, you have what is called the divine council. And in the ancient world, even those who were not part of Judaism, who were not part of the revelation of Yahweh to the Jews, believed that there was this council of, yeah. of, of superior beings, mm -hmm. superior to humanity, all right, that really had oversight to world affairs. And we get the closest we get to that understanding is Greek mythology with Zeus, Hades, you know, all those yeah, individuals. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. why when, when Yahweh gives the law to Moses, it's a polemic. Mm -hmm. In other words, he is straightening out their thinking because the Jews were exposed, going back to Abraham, to the Canaanite, Canaanite mm -hmm. religious belief systems, religious system, and all the way up to Egypt with Egyptian belief systems. So now God moves this, these people out like he promised Moses 400 years pr uh, previously, and now he's going to fashion them into a people. 
all right? And he's now got to straighten out their thinking because they've been exposed to a lot of stuff religiously. So he's got to straighten out their thinking about the origin Mm -hmm. of humanity, all right, and how things develop over time and their own identity. Romans 12, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Renewing of their mind. So you have Yahweh, you have the divine counsel, you also have, let me just see the, the way I put it here, you also have, all right, tutelary angels over nations. Mm-hmm. And then you have human rulers. And then you have the people. And so, so this, this is, this is the way it flows down. And when you look at this, you can understand the conversation with David asking who is man that you're so mindful of is because look at the different levels that you go through by the time you get to people on well, the bottom rung, right? <laughs> <laughs> but who are we? What, yeah. what is it? Yeah. So, so you have the divine counsel and there, there's so many scriptures and we're going to go through those scriptures that talk about the divine counsel mm-hmm. and this actually coming together and God sharing uh, his authority. Mm-hmm. All right. Ultimately he makes a decision, but he allowed the interaction of beings that are superior to humanity. Yep. Because remember the scripture says, what is man that you quoted mm-hmm. that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him for you made him a little lower than the angels and angels is a word that we use to cover all of these spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. But within the spiritual realm, there's a hierarchy, yep. there's a structure. In fact, our structures of government and society, the way it's organized, all right, is influenced by that existing mm-hmm. structure. So Satan set up a, his own system that's antithetical to the kingdom of God. But the fact that he could set up a system meant there was knowledge there. Yeah. And that knowledge came from his own realm of existence. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, how is it that Cain, all right, kills Abel, he is put out of the presence of God, but he goes off and builds a city. What do you know about building a city? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something had to be there in knowledge, in ability, in capacity, that he could just go off and do that. So, is a defi- and, and tutelary uh, angels over, over the nations. So when we look, you know, I, and I don't want to get into the divine council, yeah, but because <laughs> we're about 40 minutes into this. So. Okay. Okay. So, so let's go to tutelary and tutelary simply means um, providing protection and, and provision. All right. And supervision, not provision, but mm-hmm. God is the one who provides, uh, but providing protective supervision over nation. So when we go to Daniel chapter four, verse 17, all right. And we read, uh, Daniel is talking about, you know, something that has been decreed. And he's talking about a, a, a time period. Verse 17, for this has been decreed by the messengers in the New Living Translation. But in King James, it says the watchers. It is commanded by the Holy One so that everyone may know that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. So Daniel is expressing that there are these, what are called watchers, all right, messengers, whose responsibility is oversight over the nations. And we see that played out in Deuteronomy 32, all right, 
it goes back to when this actually was was set up, where God allocated national uh, jurisdictions to spiritual beings when the Most High assigned lands to the nations when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the peoples according to the number in his heavenly court. What verse is that? Going back, that's verse 8, Deuteronomy 32, 8, all right, according to the numbers of his heavenly court, which goes back to the divine council. Mm -hmm. So God was sharing oversight according to the ancient worldview. This is the way it works out. And, and then Daniel 10, 20, you know, um, he, he, uh, he replied, do you know why I have come? So uh, he's, you know, Daniel's having a, a conversation with one of the princes mm -hmm. over the nations. He replied, do you, Daniel, know why I have come? Verse 20, soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. So there's this whole language of the prince of Persia, the mm -hmm. prince of Grecia. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So God established these tutelary angels over nations, over jurisdictions, and then human rulers. And you have this interaction between these tutelary uh, angels and human rulers. So you have the king of the nation, mm -hmm. and you have the prince of that <laughs> nation. So, you know, it gets a little technical here. We get a little deep here, so just hold on, you know. And then you have human rulers over nations. Mm -hmm. All right, and in Acts 17, 26, if we can go to that, Verse 26, Acts 17, 26, from one man, he, God, created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. So God has already determined the rise and fall of nations and their geographic boundaries, what they're going to contribute to humanity as a whole during their particular epoch or epoch, whatever you want to pronounce, <laughs> E-P-O-C-H, right? Uh, and, and look at Daniel, I, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 14, verse 16. In the past, God permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. So you have a situation where God has allowed these nations to develop under these tutelary angelic beings, or what we call, what scripture calls the watchers. But then you have the human rulers under that. So in, a, in the world, we have over 200 independent national governments on earth. Mm. Get that? 200, each with their own philosophy of government, mm -hmm. from, from individual freedom to totalitarian dictatorship, <laughs> where the authority of the state rules everything, you know, and, and government enforces the philosophy uh, of the state. And this is why Jesus said, all right, he said in Mark chapter 8, verse 14 to 15, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and Herod. The Sa Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herod were religious and political parties. Mm -hmm. All right? So what was he saying about leaven? He was saying, beware of the powerful influence of religious and political parties on popular opinion. So when Jesus says to his disciples, who do people say that yes. I am? Yep. He is saying that because he's aware that... What people think of him is being influenced and shaped and fashioned mm -hmm. by public opinion. We have that today. 
political parties, yes. religious parties, people and special interest groups who are trying to influence popular opinion yep. and tell us what to think, how to vote, et cetera, et cetera. And Jesus said, be careful of that leaven because it's very subtle. You don't see it. It's at work mm -hmm. and it has great influence. And we end up, instead of going to the scripture to understand how to live as a Christian, how to vote as a Christian, all right? We're being influenced yes. by special interests. Yep. We're being influenced mm -hmm. by political parties. I, I'm pumped here. No, this Let is me good. Slow this down. is good. I don't know this is fast <laughs> and furious here. Yeah, we got we to gotta be able to break this down more because, you know, we, went out of, we ran out of time. Oh, man. Okay. No, yes, I, we I, ran I'm out sorry. of time. I'm, I'm, yes. Okay. So, okay. Um, no, this is key because I don't push a lot of movies or shows and stuff like that, but House of Cards gives you a little. Oh, Okay. Cards. All right. I'll behave then. <laughs> get the right. okay. <laughs> it's a holiness folks. Okay, <laughs> but it's true. And, 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 and the, the biggest thing as Christians that we wrestle with outside of the sin issue is really trying to have a biblical perspective on approaching, you know, life, you know, family, education, uh, politics, all of the entities that we interact with uh, from a lens, a specific lens that uh, we, we tend to find in the Bible, but sometimes that's difficult. Yeah, and we've got to understand that we, 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 we're not isolated. Mm -hmm. We can't, like, you know, go off to ourselves and, <laughs> you know, not be touched by all this yep. stuff. No, you go to a local store to get your food. You're being touched by government, mm -hmm. social issues, religious issues, yep. political issues across the board. It's affecting how you live. And that's why the scripture says, pray for everyone, first of all, mm -hmm. but then pray for those in authority. Pray for those who have yes. political power, social power, authority over the military, all right, Re authority over religion, religious belief system, because they're going to affect mm -hmm. our quality of life as to whether we can practice our faith with devotion and, mm -hmm. and dignity. Yep. This Oof. is a lot. This is a lot. This I know. It's a lot. lot. It's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> there, there, it is it just, like I said, reshaping, developing our mind, because now as we approach prayer, we have an, a hierarchy. We have a why. You know, we're praying at, that, uh, at those different levels. And, and we, you know, so I think the, the approach changes. One, we approach with a specific authority, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we are called to do this. So it's not just something, oh, why don't you just try this? No, this is what you're called to do. So if you're called to do, you, you have a certain authority that you, uh, you're, walk, you're allowed to walk with when you're praying for these. And, but do it in humility. Right. Because right. some people, you know, they're, they're you know, trying to tell God what to do. Uh, well, yeah, and that's <laughs> you know? why I say Jesus yep. didn't tell us to presume on what nope. the will of God mm -hmm. is. Just say, the, thy yep. will be done. You know, and, and we have to be careful. And you said something very important there with humility. The, 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 the biggest sin, all right, in the universe is pride. Mm -hmm. It was pride that caused the fall of Lucifer. Yep. It was pride. That's where it all begins. The actions that we engage in as a result of pride, that's not the biggest sin. It's pride. Yep. And the pride of nations, the pride of life. I mean, these things are very, very, very real. Mm -hmm. So it begins with humility. Yep. That's where it starts. Yep, we have to. I, that's why I say I humbly approach the throne. <laughs> the throne of grace. Come boldly, uh, but yes. humbly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come confidently, <laughs> yeah. but humbly. Yeah, because then you got to say, okay, what's my boldness in? Uh, and then what's my humility in? Mm -hmm. And those will define how we boldly come and how we yeah. come humility. All right, we got to end here. Oh, we got to end here. I, wow. We can't keep going. To... No. All right, all right, all right. I pray that you receive something. And for those who are watching, 
we have a minister uh, or, you know, that was a, is going to come up after us just to uh, speak to you about deepening your relationship or starting a relationship mm. with God, yeah. starting a relationship with Christ. You know, we have questions. You have uh, a lot of deep questions about what's going on. And I think this relationship can be the start of some of the answers for the, of those questions. Christianity is the only religion, only religion. And I've been through some religions before I became a Christian, right? It's the only religion that answers those big questions. Mm-hmm. The truth about God, mm-hmm. what it means to be human, what it means to live in this world. Yep. And for me, no, no, nothing out there can compete. And I've studied a lot of them. Christian answer. And it's true. One of every other religion is missing an answer for one of those three big yep. questions. Yep. Please keep our frontline uh, workers mm-hmm. in the pantry in your prayers. Uh, one of them tested, well, two tested positive with COVID. So they've been quarantined for mm-hmm. the last two weeks. We shut down the pantry for a week. But we're going to reopen it with others uh, who are coming in to volunteer because this is a needy time. And we don't want it shut down when people are in the greatest need. And we shut down because we also had to do a cleaning. Yep, that's right. That special machine and all the machines and the fog machines and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff to disinfect. So we're staying on top of protocol and everything. But keep our pantry and our, 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 our workers in the pantry in your prayers because they are continuing to deliver food. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many people that are in need now yep. because of the condition of things. So, yeah. so amen. Good stuff, you. man. I got one quick question. Somebody said, can you elaborate on God, breaking God's heart? I, w- I was anthropomorphizing God. So <laughs> <laughs> God doesn't have a heart. It doesn't break. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's just you know, things that you know God would, would be concerned with. Uh, so, you know, you know justice. Um, you know, it's a major thing that God would be concerned with. Mm-hmm. Not mercy, that, compassion, mercy, compassion, equity, you know, yeah, yeah, equity, oh, you yeah, know, common that. good. Uh, you know, so it's more talks about that. Uh, and those are the things that we know that God would, you know, want us to deal with as, uh, as Christians and representatives, as well as ambassadors. So that's yeah. what I mean by, you know, we're anthropomorphizing God. God. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> boom. <laughs> no, boom. <laughs> Give me, uh, come on, come on. Come on. You know, you like <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> yes, Father God, we ask that you bless the individuals that watch this, that they are, you touch their minds so that they can really understand what's being taught here at this deep level. The understanding, knowing that you are controlled no matter what uh, is, is perceived. You sit on that great glory, glorious throne. And we actually just anoint us to understand that there are things happening behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. We need to pray for both. Uh, as, as more of a holistic prayer life. So, Lord, we ask that you have your way. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Till next time. As we leave this place. But never God's presence. Jesus, Jesus is Lord, period. period. We, we believe, believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God Boom. bless. And enjoy Boom. your day. I thought you were going to do the remix, Seth. I wasn't sure how you were going to do it. Boom. So, uh, Boom. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard Podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.